It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at least once a week, every week at ChicagoVersUnited.com. This week, for the season finale of Chicago vs. United, I'm talking to none other than Joe Trollman from Fallout Boy. I recently caught up with Joe after he was playing a Morrissey tribute set with Bob Nana and Mike Kinsella at Subterranean over the Christmas weekend. Joe shares about his new band, The Damned Things, featuring members of Anthrax and Every Time I Die, as well as why he thinks right now is the perfect time for Fall Out Boy to take some time off. Haima Black here with Joe Troman backstage at Subterranean. How's it going, man? Ah, it's going good. Just got done playing. <laughs> you just got done doing a Morrissey cover set, which is, I think, something people might not expect from you, playing with Bob Nana, uh, Mike Kinsella, a lot of Chicago indie rock people. How did this thing happen? It's not as interesting as it would seem. Uh, Drew Brown, who was the drummer in the band, was uh, one of my best friends. I live in New York now. I don't get to see him very much. Me and my fiance live in, in, in Manhattan together. And uh, just gave Drew a call to see how he's doing. And he's like, I'm going to do this Morrissey cover thing with, with Mike and, and Bob Nana. And I'm like, can I do it with you guys? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them, and Mike was, like, immediately into it, and Bob, who didn't even, we didn't even know each other, Bob was super, I mean, obviously, this just, just goes to show how nice of a guy he is, he was into it, and he, he didn't know who, he didn't know me, he didn't know anything about me at all, and he was super into it, and that's basically how it happened, I, I learned the songs at home, we did one practice about uh, three days ago, and flew in today from St. Louis and did the show. It's interesting because it's a lot of big Chicago names together on stage, but they're not people that you would normally associate with each other. Like certain, sometimes you see these like kind of like Chicago supergroups, and you're like, oh, I can kind of tell that those bands all know each other. They play shows together all the time. But yeah, this was a lineup that I I looked at it on paper, and I'm like, how did that happen? So it's interesting. I think we're like in this era of music right now where people like it, it really like they expect they they see a guy in a band, they expect a certain thing from. Said guy and said band, and uh, I'm not trying to go out there and like break the mold, so to speak. But I mean, I have friends in all kinds of bands. I want to do all sorts of things musically, and I mean, for me, it's not weird. I know it's weird to other people, but I guess it's more because I don't put myself out there. I don't really like say, "Hey guys, this is what I like, and you should know this about me." Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a way for people to find out about me more. Doing this Morrissey set, I know you just said you learned the songs recently. Are you a big Morrissey fan, or is this more just kind of for the joy of doing something kind of kind of fun and different? Oh, both. I'm a huge Morrissey fan. Uh, seen Morrissey a ton of times. Uh, last time I saw him was actually in London, which is a really cool thing because it's a completely different vibe from seeing him in America. People like do football chants for him there, and I mean they get like really crazy into him in in a. In a in a really aggro way almost um, but um, yeah I did it to do something different to I'm, I'm, I'm uh, trying to throw myself into as many things as I can that kind of take me out of my comfort zone and, and therefore kind of set me set myself up for kind of anything musically I guess um, you know I mean I, I, I guess most people wouldn't throw themselves into a situation where they have one day to practice with people and then they just have to go play in front of a couple hundred people and see how it goes but I've known Mike and, and, and Drew for a really long time, and, and, and Dustin and Bob are, are awesome guys. It was just like the the the, um, the vibe was so good between us. It was it was worth it. 
One, you know, for the last couple of years, you've been doing these things where you're going to shows, you're playing, you're playing Fall Out Boy sets, and you know the song so well. When is the last time you got up on stage and you're like, shit, do I? Can I remember everything? Today <laughs> was the last time. I mean, like with Fall Out Boy, it's a no-brainer. I've been playing those songs for so long, and we went from a pretty messy band to a really tight band, and. Uh, I mean, I could get up tomorrow and do a follow by set, and I wouldn't miss a beat. Um, it was good to throw. It was good to, to, to do something like this, where I, I, I kind of before I got on, I'm like, man, I. I mean, I've been practicing these songs on my own. We didn't practice together, but I'm gonna forget stuff. I'm gonna forget some things. But when I've seen bands do side projects, cover bands, super groups, solo sets, you know, something that isn't the main thing that they're known for. There's always kind of the nervousness and the tension, but there's also like a sense of excitement because they're doing something different. Is that kind of where you were coming from, where you're like, this is this is exciting because I might screw it up and I don't know what I'm doing. It's new. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right now I guess I'm I'm uh, you know there's nothing really going on with Fall Out Boy, um, and I think anything that comes my way that seems like it's really cool and fun and is up my alley, and I have you know I guess. I don't know how to say it. it um, right now, I have control over my musical destiny, and this came my way, and I, 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 it was up my alley, and I wanted to do it regardless if I was going to do it really well or not. I mean, there was no time to do it really well for any of us, but I think it was really fun. We had a good time doing it, and it was completely worth it, and everybody seemed to enjoy it, regardless if they knew anything about Morrissey or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just hope, you know, I'm not trying to do a bunch of things and come off contrived, you know, trying to trying to say, hey guys, I can do all this other stuff. Look how cool I am. It's not really like, I'm just, I'm just doing it because that's what I do, you know? This was kind of a one-off thing, at least for right now, but something that I know you're devoting more time to, you got a new band with members of Anthrax and Every Time I Die, and I think Andy Hurley is in that as well. What can you tell us about that group? It's called The Damned Things. I'm uh, heavily influenced by uh, not just heavy metal, but like a lot of like heavy classic rock, like Sabbath and Thin Lizzy and, and Zeppelin. And I mean, I'm not the only guy in the world influenced by that. But um, it's what I really like. Uh, it's what I got into through my father. You know, I mean, that's my father's favorite band is Led Zeppelin. Um, and uh, so that's kind of like what I kind of grew up on. And then. You know, this thing happens, that thing happens, I end up in Fall Out Boy. It's com a completely different... Completely Sounds just like Maiden and Sabbath, man. Yeah, totally the same thing. You know, I mean, I, I mean that's just... I mean, here's the thing. Fall Out Boy uh, is, is important to me. It's, it's opened so many doors for me. It's, it's, I love the music. But, yeah, it's not necessarily me musically. And uh, so... That being said, while doing Fall Out Boy, I, I had been writing a lot of music on my own. I, I had records, you know, multiple records worth of songs sitting around. Uh, somebody introduced me to Scott, um, a mutual friend of ours, and uh, I guess I was under the impression, just like I am usually, that he would just like me. <laughs> and he didn't, and uh, we got along really well. And Do you just go into every meeting with that kind of sense, or? Oh yeah, I'm so insecure. I don't manifest my insecurities in an ego maniacal way. I manifest them in an obvious way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really like just you know, um, we got along, we clicked. I, I, 
I brought up the fact that I had been writing all this music. I don't know how it got there. Probably just a lot of wine or something took us there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, getting drunk. And um, one day we got together and we, we kind of jammed on some stuff. And he really dug on it. And I thought maybe he was just kind of indulging me. And he wasn't. Uh, and that meant a lot to me because Anthrax is the band I grew up on. So, you know, fast forward, you know, Scott and I and Andy had jammed uh, on some songs that, that, I had, <laughs> that I had written. Here's Mike. You know, the three of us uh, and, like, you know, some friends had gotten together and just kind of jammed on these songs. And it was kind of coming out really cool. And Scott uh, came to Chicago. I don't remember why exactly, um, but he happened to be in Chicago. We stayed over at, at my place, and we um, we were going to jam at, at this practice space, and we didn't have a name for the band. We had nothing. We were listening to Every Time I Die. You know, I've been seeing Every Time I Die for pretty much the 10, 11 years they've been a band. Uh, so I've I've listened to them like progress throughout like the years, and uh, I've listened to Keith specifically progress, not just the music, but but Keith, his voice, and uh, I've, I've listened to him like, get more comfortable with it, with his voice and, and garner like a bigger range, and, and, and we're listening to it, and Scott goes, man, he'd be really perfect for this, and I, I'm like, oh, I'll send him a text and see if he wants to do it. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, and he said he wanted to do it, and I came out to it every time I died, I at the House of Blues here in Chicago, and we hung out, and we talked about it, and I, you know, I gave him some of like, these like real rough demos. Um, we actually did like these really rough demos with, with uh, Joe Barisi. He's, he's like kind of a mixer, engineer, producer, did like a lot of Queens of the Stone Age and Melvins, and he ha- happens to be a, f- a friend of Scott's, and he's really cool, and he let us do some do some demos at his, at his studio in Pasadena, and I gave the demos to Keith, and he just kind of like wrote these vocals over it, threw them on there, and it really came out cool, and it's kind of just pro- been progressing ever since. We got a friend of ours, uh, actually one of, another member of Anthrax, Rob Caggiano, to be a part of it and um, yeah I don't know it's, it's really cool the, the one thing I'll, I'll say is it's been like I think as a misnomer build is like a, a heavy metal band it's I mean people would just I think that they look at it on paper and they're just going to assume that it's going to be this heavy aggressive thing yeah it is aggressive and it is heavy but I, I mean like I said it's it has more of a vibe of, of, of classic rock for sure I mean I don't want to I, 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 at the end of the day I, I don't want to describe what it is because it gives people the sense of of expectation. They expect like they hear if they hear it's a heavy metal band, they expect it to be heavy metal. And if it's not exactly what they expect, they hold it against you. Hold it against you. And if it's not doesn't if it's not classic rock, if it doesn't sound like Zeppelin, or if it sounds too much like Zeppelin, they hold it against you. So there's no really there's no, really no winning. But um, it is heavy. Doesn't sound anything like Fall Out Boy. We're not pushing Keith to scream or pushing him to sing. He has a really, really, really strong singing voice. You can hear it progress throughout every, uh, throughout the, the course of Every Time I Die, and uh, we want to help him harness that. I think he, he wants to do that, and uh, he's really good at it. And um, yeah, it's really fulfilling. It's, it's really fun, man. It's really cool to take this thing I've, I've had on the back burner for so long and actually get to the point where I start making, uh, where I start getting into pre-production to make a record for it. You know, it's kind of like, it's cool, and it's it's also, we're in Fall Out Boy, like, I'm not the guy driving the ship. I mean, nobody thinks I am, and I'm not. Uh, this is something where I guess I'm at least 
at least at least a, a, one of the pilots, you know. Now, when do you have like an estimate of when people might be able to like hear some songs, download a record, see you guys on tour, like, or is it is that too far ahead to look at right now? It's not too far ahead, but I, but I, <laughs> uh, it's not too far ahead, but um, I can't divulge the information as of yet. Um, it's not too far though. I mean, okay, 2010's not that far away, and it's gonna happen in 2010. So, so people who are looking for that should be actively keeping an eye out. Yeah, I mean, through the next at most six months, okay. you know. Keep so in time for like the summer tourings, you know, all the everything that's gonna be happening when everybody's out. Oh, if it isn't out by then, then there's something wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you, seriously, if, if it isn't anything out by the summer, then then somebody got in like a serious car accident. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, by the summer you should be hearing some stuff. But um, yeah, you know, in the next you know six months of 2010, expect to hear some things. I've linked uh, our, our website, thedamnthings.com, just to to our MySpace, so it goes directly there, and. Uh, I've updated it very little, but enough so people know it exists. And um, I've seen it on like Absolute Punk and yeah. all those kind of sites where people who know your name and know the names of these other members are going to be checking actively. So I think that the core audience is already aware of it. That's where people will be able to hear something first. You know, there'll be something posted there, whether it's a 15-second clip or a full song. I have no idea. I mean, like I'm I'm not a master planner. At the end of the day, I I, I kind of take it as it as, as it goes. You know. It's just like, it's honestly, it, it does remind me of, of, of doing uh, Fall Out I mean, to an extent, it reminds me of doing Fall Out Boy at the beginning, where, the, where at the beginning of doing this, we kind of didn't know what we were doing. It wasn't solidified as to who was in the band other than Scott, myself, and Andy, and um, the songwriting itself, even though this all, it all happened faster than it did with Fall Out Boy, the songwriting kind of went from like pretty good to better to way better to really solid to wow, this sounds like a real band, you know? And well, and you've got a group full of veteran musicians, all of whom know what they're doing. You're not you're not kids from the suburbs anymore yeah. starting out. Yeah, there's definitely a professional attitude to it that, like, you just can't escape. We're all kind of, without sounding like I'm tooting my own horn, we're all kind of pros. Um, and I, I want to, like, actually, I just don't want to, like, sound like I'm, I'm negating Fall Out Boy by doing this or by anything I'm saying. Uh, I think a lot of, like, what I've learned as far as how to write songs, I've learned from uh, being in a band with uh, with Patrick, who's, like, you know, there's guys like Patrick and, and, and Jack White, guys that, like, you put them in front of a, an instrument and they make something sound, make something amazing, regardless of how out of tune or, or whether or not it's actually an instrument. <laughs> yeah, Patrick taught me a lot. Being in a band with him for 10 years has taught me a lot. And I've, I've taken that and I've taken these ideas I've had and these guitarists I've had and I've been able to apply some of his knowledge to uh, what I want to make. Um, so I, I want to, I owe a lot to, I owe a lot to him for sure. Kind of closing it down, looking at Fall Out Boy, it's a group that I know a lot of people are very vested in. Let's say that you guys are on a breather. Is that a fair term? Yeah, I don't know what to call it, man. Sure, because if you use a term, people, again, hold it against you. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. There's some guys in my band that are afraid to say certain words such as hiatus and and, and whatnot, and there's other guys that just aren't saying anything. At the end of the day, 
yeah, we're taking, call it a break, whatever it is. We've been doing the band for a long time. You know, one moment people are like, you know, fuck you, I hate Fall Out Boy. And then we're like, all right, then we're just going to take a break. And they go, oh, don't break up. <laughs> it's like, you can't win. What, what do you want, man? What do you want from me? What do you want from us? Um, no, the reason we're not, the reason we're not doing anything right now is... We've been doing it for a while, we've been going nonstop, and we're human beings. You can't expect inhuman things from humans. You just can't. We made Fully Ado, it's, as far as our major label releases go, it's our worst selling record. I think it's our best musically. It's our best. Yeah, it's it's so like baffling because that is a record that you know, and I've I've seen you guys come up. I've been fortunate enough to be in the Chicago scene and kind of like get to witness a lot of things. But there's so much versatility, and you guys are spreading out further than ever. And so much of it, it's it's just baffling that you know you show all this growth and then there you go. And we're also musically associated with things that we're not similar to musically, which is really crazy. I think there's just so much like. Unnecessary. I'm gonna use this word that like it's gonna make me sound like a grandpa, but hullabaloo. It was like unnecessary hullabaloo <laughs> that surrounds Fall Out Boy. That maybe it's like you know it's not necessarily a bad thing to like go away, give everybody a break from us. Because honestly, in my opinion, I would have taken a break after Infinity. I would. I, I thought we've oversaturated the general music scene with ourselves and. Uh, while we made our best record uh, with Fully a Deal, is my opinion. I think it goes to show people may, maybe are just had their fault. And, you know, maybe now, you know, of course when something like you you don't realize you love that you've been maybe taking for granted goes away, that's when you realize you love it. But it's not a trick. I'm not, we're not trying to play a trick on people and, and go away just to make them love us more. We're... For me personally, I'm going away because I I can't do it right now. And I, I also have a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of things I've been doing. There's a lot of things I've been doing while Fall Out Boy's been in existence. And I have not had the opportunity to unveil them because I don't, I never wanted them to interrupt Fall Out Boy. I have a, res- I have a major respect for, for Fall Out Boy. Well, I think that it's more than deserved for everyone in the group to live their life right now. And... I think it's very exciting to see something kind of impromptu like tonight where you're doing the Morrissey covers and see that there's a long-term kind of another operation, something new that's going to be different also in the works. So the damn things, looking forward to that. Best of luck with what's coming up next. It's, again, well-deserved to try something different. Thank you, man, and I appreciate the support throughout the years. And thanks so much to Joe Troman for being on the Chicago vs. United audio podcast this week. Thanks to everyone who's been on the podcast over the last few months. Heaven 70s, Perfect Kiss, Kill Hannah, A Kidnapping Color, Maya Sinstress, The Hood Internet. The list goes on and on and on. So you can find all that and more. Download all the shows at ChicagoVerseUnited.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black. Expect more shows in 2010. Dynasty Descent.